Greetings, Earthlings. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Angel Main Show. This is going to be another educational podcast. And this is, uh, I guess it's, I guess I kind of hold this topic kind of close to heart because my aunt is a survivor. So this is going to be a breast cancer awareness slash informational information packed episode. It's going to be a quick one. Um, I know I'm doing this just in the spirit because um, October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month and I had meant to do it then, but you know how life goes. Just got a little late, got a little behind, like uh, 20 days behind, but it's all good. Um, anyways, thanks for tuning in again today, guys. This is going to be dope. Um, so pretty much we're just going to go over some facts and this is going to be an important... Romy, stop it. This is going to be an important episode for me because I have a mustache right now. I don't know. You guys can't really see it, but I've got a mustache. I cuz I I grew it out for like no shave November, I guess. I was kind of growing it out. But dude, I just I just don't fuck with it. I'm just not like a I'm not like a beard guy. Like I guess like I can't even grow a full one cuz it's patchy, you know? So it's not even like the best beard, to be honest. So when it was time for me to kind of decide whether or not I wanted to keep it or to keep it growing just because it was patchy like I'm saying you know so it was patchy it was a patchy beard and it just wasn't my vibe at the moment so I was like fuck it I guess I just might need to part ways and I was shaving most of my face and I thought it'd be funny like I shaved like the whole bottom part of my beard under my chin and stuff but I figured it'd be funny just for me to no but yeah so sorry my dog's going crazy in his playpen he's freaking the fuck out Uh, (laughs) no but yeah so like I was saying this is important because I have a mustache, and yeah, so here we go. This is, I guess I'm going to do, my No Shave November is going to be my, my just the stash. Um, I was going for like, kind of like Pedro slash like porn star vibes with my mustache, but I, I, I've, I haven't done like a, a poll or anything, but just according to the three people that have come into contact with it, or no, four people have come into contact with it. My roommate Mario just laughed in my face. My his friend said I look like, or our friend AJ, mutual friend AJ, said that I look like a pedophile and or a rapist. Angel said I look like a Juan and or Edgar, or she also said I look like a pedophile. And then her friend Melissa said that it was funny. So I guess I've got some mixed reviews, mostly negative, seventy-five percent negative, but even funny could be even her saying that it was funny could just be considered i guess negative too because that's not necessarily a good thing to have a funny mustache because i guess like a good mustache is like a respectable full like i was going for like sheriff if you guys have ever seen this show god damn it what's it called it's like a ranch show i forgot what it was called but it had um danny mcbride ashton kutcher and fucking um some weird cowboy dude and he has a sick mustache. I forgot what the show was called. Sick mustache that guy had. Totally fucking, totally fucking badass mustache. I was going for those vibes, but I just kind of, I guess I ended up with pedophile vibes. And that's not cool at all. Pedophiles suck. And I'm probably going to have to shave the mustache. But I've got just like a, just like a ton of stuff going on. Obviously, well, you guys will find out in the episodes that are on the way. They're already recorded, but they're on the way and uh yeah they'll be posted soon or i'm gonna set them up to be posted and yeah i'll I'll, like publish them and then they'll be 
on all of their anywhere you listen to podcasts in a few days just because obviously they can't just post like six podcasts in one day i've got i've got some locked and loaded i just gotta edit finish editing and then post them all up and then you guys are gonna get them all as the week goes by yeah so <laughs> um now i guess we just gotta dump right into it also next episode is gonna be the podcast it's gonna be sick so i guess we'll just go have to like pretty much like four minutes of me just talking about bullshit let's go talk about some statistics and stuff about breast cancer um you got to be a more this is obviously like i mentioned just a more serious kind of podcast but it's whatever um so that's why like that's why i'm doing it just get a little information out there just so yeah and if i'm I'm pretty sure i'm gonna have a follow-up on this episode because i'm sure there's gonna be more information i could definitely have put together a more information packed episode but it's all good so we're just gonna do this one real quick just because i promised you guys it and i just feel like it's necessary to get out there and i don't know how everyone is educated in the field of breast cancer awareness so here we go so just so you guys know i'm pretty sure this is the most basic one but pretty much anyone could get breast cancer not just women any but yeah pretty much dudes and chicks could get breast cancer and it is most common in Hispanic or Latina women. And that's actually the leading cause of, de- of cancer-related death in Latinas and Hispanics just in general. But Latinos, Latinos are obviously just more subject to it, probably because of diet and the way that our foods, like, you no, know, this is like the way that the culture is made up and the way that we eat and the way that we decide to spend spend our lives eating and honestly that's a huge factor in my life and i think that just growing up i don't think i have any like significant health issues other than the fact that my lungs probably look like the like a coal like two gigantic coals lumped up together <laughs> inside my chest because honestly like well i've just been smoking for a little while and um no yeah so that's just my whole thing but on the other hand it's just the fact that hispanic lifestyles are relatively unhealthy and there's a lot of like I know there's good fats, but El pa- like um, Latinos and Hispanics are normally getting a lot of regular fats, a lot of bad carbs, a lot of salt. And salt's not bad. Salt is actually really good for you if you want to remain hydrated all the time. But that's out of the question. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but salt is kind of bad if you are have like a predisposed like health condition or whatever. Obviously, and I think that's a factor. I'm just speculating at this point, but pretty much yeah. And um, it's trippy, but. Um, African-American women are 42% more likely to get breast cancer than white women. And also one in eight women are all going to (laughs) develop. That sounds terrible. One in eight women will develop um, breast cancer during their lifetime. And every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. And that is just... Those numbers are just insane. And in the world, it's every 29 seconds someone's diagnosed. And in about pretty much 300,000 women and 3,000 men will be diagnosed in the U.S. or was predicted to be diagnosed this year. So obviously, like, 100 times more women are getting it than men. But still, that's why we just have to go get checked and do all this stuff. And I'll go over, like, um, stuff that's going to happen. But pretty much there's an estimated more than 2.8 million breast cancer survivors in the United States, and that's fantastic. And that's because 86.4% of people will survive five or more years after being diagnosed with breast cancer thanks to science and thanks to technology. 
But with that being said, like I was saying, one in thirty-six women who get lung or who receive or <laughs> receive like it's a fucking kid. that's a terrible theory to put it. But, but uh, one in thirty-six women who get breast cancer will most likely pass away. And that's just the like I was mentioning before, breast cancer among women is the highest cancer related death. In all cancer related deaths, um second is lung cancer and um so the pretty much the chance of a woman dying from early stage of breast cancer is one in thirty six. And um the incidence of breast cancer per one hundred thousand cases by race is about a hundred and twenty four or a hundred and well pretty much one twenty eight white caucasian 124 african-american and oh and this is like per 100,000 cases so per, for every 100,000 cases 128 were caucasian um 124 were african-american about 100 were asian pacific islander 92 were hispanic and 82 were uh, american indian or alaskan native and I guess the, these are just gonna be. Those are just some random facts. Um, ways to reduce the, your risk of breast cancer. Again, this is for both males and females, but relatively, this is just gonna be staying healthy in general, trying to live a healthy lifestyle. It'll help if you don't smoke. It'll help if you don't eat like shit, and it'll help if you have a well balanced diet. That you're getting a lot of rest, and you're doing a lot of things correctly, and you're staying hydrated. All that'll do good for you, but also this too. Um, ways to reduce breast cancer is uh, keeping a healthy weight, exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, like I just said, um, limiting alcohol intake, and apparently breastfeeding your babies is good for women and also ladies in general. I'm not sure why, but these are just facts that I am getting, honestly, and yeah, so <laughs> I literally just Googled breast cancer statistics, and we're just kind of going through them. Um, and then, like I was mentioning, um, so pretty much one in eight women will be affected in their lifetime. And the, the what I'm going to tell you guys right now are eight warning signs to look for. And this is going to be a puckering of the skin in the breast area. So that's going to be just anytime your skin's kind of just like poking up or just kind of like getting a little rough. Like, um, I guess if you had to compare, like imagine like stretch mark kind of skin, but imagine that kind of on you. That's what it looks like just on the breast cancer, <laughs> like in the area of breast. Like, so it's just like right weird rough patches of skin and then also that could be or no also the second one is that was number one just like kind of your skin feeling weird and your skin getting a weird texture in the breast area and again both sexes are could be affected uh, or however you identify you could be affected um a lump in the breast and or armpit also a change in the skin around the nipple or nipple discharge so that could be like your nipples just getting inflamed your nipples nipples getting puffy getting poofy expanding maybe contracting not really like changing if it's cold you know just un being unaffected or if they're actually just releasing like pus or if releasing liquid or any sort of discharge that's a warning sign and then also the dimpling of the nipple or nipple retraction so that means that your nipples are pretty much going in like you have those inverted nipples or it's just looking weird look so pretty much just always keep an eye on your nipples always that sounds so weird to say but always keep an eye on your nipples make sure that everything looks kosher you know everything make sure everything's good you know make sure everything's like tip top and i guess this is also good because just in general you should be keeping track of your body and you know like how your body works and how your body looks 
And honestly, I'm like, I am terrible at this. Like, I think Angel was my girlfriend, obviously, for those of you who are just listening to this episode for the first time or just listening to my show for the first time. My girlfriend's name is Angel. My name is also Angel. And yeah, Angel and Angel. So yeah, so she was like playing with my hair and like looking at my head. And I had like, um, I was just chilling and it was just right over here on my forehead. And she like brushes past and she's like, oh no, you have a mole right here. And I had no clue, you know, and I had to ask my mom about it. And then she goes through and she ended up looking again. And she was just like, oh, there's a mole in your ear too. And I had no clue about that, you know. So I'm like literally the worst at it. But I've been trying to be better. I've been trying to like just constantly be examining myself kind of trying to see how i'm doing trying to see what i'm looking like you know trying to make sure i'm doing okay but yeah i think relatively besides the fact that i smoke i'm live a pretty healthy lifestyle (laughs) coming from a smoker um and i guess number five um an unusual increase in breast size of one breast so of one breast obviously i know i think i forgot the number but i'm pretty sure most breasts on females i think every natural breast unless you get surgery or whatever i think every natural breast is just naturally like one is bigger than the other always and i wanted to say that like i think the tiktok <laughs> my girlfriend showed me that it was like a half cup size bigger on average um which is a fucking trip so yeah i guess but if you notice noticeably see a gigantic increase in breast size then that's something they're gonna have to do um, or if one breast, obviously I know boobs are boobs and boobs are going to, boobs are beautiful in any, any way, shape and form, any size, any type of boobs, amazing. Uh, my girlfriend's boobs are literally the best boobs on the whole planet. Um, but yeah, one breast is like significant, like, so warning sign number six is one breast being significantly lower than the other one. And the nipples are like legit hanging at different levels. I know some boobs are boobs, but you know, but like if it's, I'm assuming probably like inches on inches of difference and if you're not paying complete attention and i know women are probably always constantly i know like girls in general or anyone in general is probably going to be i feel like women in particular are more they notice their boobs more (laughs) obviously so they're going to be able to check it out more and they'll notice the difference and so just keep an eye out for it and then also the enlargement an enlargement of the glands so i guess this is pretty much just areas around the boob um just i guess glands inside the breasts i'm not a scientist or I'm not a biology major or anything like that but just if there's any like gland swelling around your boobs or lumps anything like that weird textures warning sign and then also an unusual swelling in the armpit I know before we said lump in the breast or armpit but just any sort of swelling or anything like that could be a signal of that and yeah so pretty much I guess some last few numbers real quick. 30% of women are normally diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 50. 34% of women are diagnosed between the ages of 50 and 69. And 36% of the cases are diagnosed in women above 70 years old. And so I guess to take home the take home from that is that the majority of the women are majority of, of women are being diagnosed after the age of 70. So that's just after like a lifetime of living like this. So I guess if you are unaffected the majority of your life and you are able to live a healthy lifestyle, then that'll just give you a better chance of not developing this disease or developing this cancer. But it does happen all the way from ages 20, all the way above. And I'm sure it happens in even younger. Um, I'm pretty sure there's cases where it happened in individuals that were younger than that. Um, probably way younger, you know, probably people who are in their teens and probably even younger than that. 
Um, but with that being said, five to ten percent, only five percent of five to ten percent of cancer is hereditary, and that is a pretty big trip. And the survival rates are increasing, just in general, due to increased awareness and like breast cancer screening, and the mortality rate is going is lowering just a tad. But like I said, it's just kind of just it all kind of varies, you know, and you don't know with this stuff so it's just better to be on the safe end and yeah i guess the best way to um yeah the best way to handle this stuff and the best way to deal with it is just to be aware always be checking yourself out looking at yourself get checked regularly get the mammogram for girls and guys too honestly we'll just always keep track of what you're doing i know i feel like men are more kind of Cause I guess I get it from my dad too, so it's kind of like just people just not wanting to want not wanting to go to the doctor, not wanting to do stuff because like ah no I could tough it out I can get through this, which is a great mentality to have in general. But when it's like almost I don't want to say like life or death, but kind of yeah. So when it's like that, it's better to err on the safe end. And yeah, pretty much that's my piece. And like I said, um. Yeah, pretty much that's it. And I guess the thing that sucks is just that um so I guess the the amount of people that are getting exposed are it's it's happening a little bit more commonly cuz in 1975 the cases were about 9% of women and that was 1 in 11 women were getting diagnosed and then which compared today like I mentioned like five times is the 1 in 8 and uh, but like I mentioned, with mortality, progress in breast cancer mortality reduction has slowed in the recent years, but the mortality rate is decreasing about 1.9% annually between 1998 and 2011, and the annual declines have dropped to about 1.3%. But um, while the breast cancer mortality rate has declined, the number of women and men who die in this year is rising and will continue to rise as the aging population grows. So it's like we're numbers are going down, but our population is going up, so it's just more prominent in humans obviously cancer unhealthy lifestyle but whatever and this is crazy because like every 13 minutes in like literally like it seems like we're like every what did it say like every nine minutes in the world someone's get diagnosed with breast cancer and then it's every 13 minutes a woman is dying from breast cancer and that's like all around the world and that's just insane and it's scary because um there's certain racial disparities too um Obviously, besides similar incidences, um, mortality among breast cancer among women, black women, is higher compared with white women. And obviously, I think what compares or what increases those numbers is also, I don't know, if, I, don't, I forgot the name of the phenomenon, but pretty much when African-American women or Latino women are being treated in, by doctors, there's like, um, or there's this idea that African-American women and Lat or like and Latina women are being exaggerative when speaking about their pain and when wanting to talk about their, um, not issues, but their symptoms and how they're doing and how they're being treated. And doctors are treating them unfairly because they assume that they're being exaggerative and they're not being treated correctly. And which leads, obviously leads to death and which obviously leads to more stress. And which, if this is happening over time, and even the textbooks that our doctors are learning from, are outdated and which leads to these things you know it just leads to this happening and it's scary um but yeah 
I guess, oh, I guess some more risk factors. Um, so all women are at risk for breast cancer, like I've been mentioning, but only 5 to 10% of women, 5 to 20%, and 5 to 20% of males will have breast cancer, in, uh, like have, or with breast cancer, have inherited a mutation known as like the breast cancer gene, which is BRCA1 and BRCA2. But the majority of breast cancer cases do not involve any of these inherited mutations. And these following things, <laughs> this following list is going to be, are all going to be factors that could increase a woman's risk of breast cancer. Um, yeah, so obviously that's like, but I want to say that that's kind of with anything too, because it's going to be getting older, genetic mutations, obviously, um, long menstrual history. So if you've been menstruating a long time, yeah, um, having dense breasts, um, personal history of breast cancer or non-cancerous breast diseases, family history of breast or ovarian cancer, previous treatment using radiation therapy, never having children, being over 30 years at first-term pregnancy, uh, first full-term pregnancy, um, the use of combined postmenopausal hormone replacement therapy, being overweight or obese after menopause, and not being physically active, obviously drinking alcohol, and this is via CDC 2019. And normal treatments are going to be surgery, which are mastectomies and lumpectomies, chemotherapy, radiation, hormonal therapy, and targeted therapy. And pretty much that's my piece, guys. We got this information from StopBreastCancer.com and the CDC. And what is this website? What was the other website that I got this from? Um, HealthcareEDU.com or HealthcareEDU and healthcare texas edu and what is this one oh nationalbreastcancer.org and there was this other one too that i had this cool fact sheet that had a bunch of stuff but if i'm being completely honest i'm not trying to be like a mamon or anything but that fact sheet was just there was a lot of big words and i already am talking about something that i don't know a lot about so I wanted to not sound extra stupid by talking about stuff I don't know a lot about. <laughs> so um, so thank you guys. You guys got the shit end of the stick in regards to me not knowing a lot about what I'm talking about. But just wanted to get these basic facts out there for whoever cares and whoever wants to listen. Again, this is the Angel Main Show. I appreciate everyone who's tuning in. You guys are the shit. And thank you so much for tuning in again. You guys are dope. Appreciate every one of you. Peace out, guys. Have a good one. One love, baby.